We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I just like the sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Veterans Minimum, live from uh, Johnny Johnny Pretzels, yeah, John, Johnny Zelvez, Johnny uh, pins in my shoulder because I tore my rotator cuff. That's a throwback. John's basement. We had nowhere else to record. I am joined by two delightful legends, legends, icons in the game, uh, uh, field generals, right. My guy Impy to my left, Imp, what it do? How you doing, man? It's good to be back. It's always good to have you on. Uh, real quick, before we introduce our other guest that's on. Um, how you, Fuck you, man. I how, can't. How, how, oh, how you, I don't even want to do it. Please, How man. you feeling about things? You know, like me, me and you kind of had a little issue last week because once again. I lost in the fantasy football championship. I am a back-to-back fantasy football champion. I am the greatest fantasy football player that any of you know, and you guys are not going to admit it, but it's okay. I'm here for it. I should have won. Yeah, my know. two my two best players got hurt the week before oh. our championship. Oh. It's true. It's like it's like it's like when 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 the Cavs played the Warriors in the finals when Kevin Love and Kyrie got hurt. That's how I felt last week. Damn. No, that's how I felt. Damn. Like you know, LeBron can't do it all. You know, my guys can't. Yeah, do Yeah, you it know what's crazy? When you look at the archives, it's only gonna say my name as the winner, and none of that's gonna be involved. Thank God we split, and the financials were pretty good. Well, yeah. we didn't we didn't fifty fifty split. Oh yeah, yeah, only only because you're my guy and I love you. And also on the it. other end, our guy, the the HTK, the hot take kid is back. <laughs> Tim, what up? Yay, yay! Man, you know people, the first thing I had to do was 
give one of those. Yeah. Do you still do that on the Brodo podcast? I do every Let's single time. Let's get it. Let's get it. That's, that's you know. That's the brand, bro. That's a staple. <laughs> I was uh, what was funny was I did a, I had a I had a phone call last week with um the guys from Chat Sports and it was the first time that I talked to shout out to my guy Brett first time I actually talked to him on the phone, so he's like yo call me at two o'clock so I call him at two o'clock I go hey Brett what's up man it's Nick and he goes ah yes <laughs> and and I hesitated for a second and I was like oh damn so you hit me with my own shit and I didn't even realize at least he listens and he really yeah, watches yeah, yeah. That's Sh- it. that shows to, he's engaged yeah shout out to shout out to Chat Sports but uh, I brought the guys back we were supposed to have Joe on too but he had an incident with his dog all is well though and that's why we're also here because we couldn't use his studio and uh, it's the year in review guys yeah. I've, I've mentioned it that I was going to have a, a reunion and I felt like it was very fitting because you know the show uh, the path the show changed in September but we did spend the first nine months together yeah you yeah. know good point and uh, you know MP has been on a couple NBA pods uh, I had Boss on and then I was like I gotta get Tim on too um, so yeah, we are here. We're going to do the usual rundown of, uh, just shooting the shit about the year in review, but I want to ask both of you, we back. uh, first of all, Tim, how you been? Like what's going on? How's Brodo doing? Just, you know, been good, man. Living life. I, uh, Brodo has been, uh, you know, so we do two episodes now a week. Uh, that, that day was for VM usually. So the responsibilities expanded, so I'm about as busy as I've ever been in terms of podcasting. And then just got married. Married life's been good. Wedding that, was that, great. That's a congrats. Wedding was great. Yeah, we yeah, were there. Yeah. Yeah. Been, oh, yeah, thank you, bro. Wedding was fire. I haven't sent out my fucking thank you cards yet. I'm sorry to the people <laughs> who <laughs> went to my wedding. I haven't had time. It's been crazy. I'm sorry. I got to send out those thank you cards, bro. It's R- really funny uh, moment at your wedding. So I was dancing around. I had a few drinks in me. And this one older guy, heavy set older guy, comes up to me and he goes, he goes, hey kid, you got all the moves, but you got no loops. And I looked at him like he had nine heads, and he goes, your belt loop, you're missing a loop. <laughs> how old? How old? Probably like sixty. He was sitting down, heavy set, head of the table kind of guy. Mm, um, that might he goes, he goes, you got all the moves, but you got no loops. That might be my father-in-law right there. <laughs> Sounds like sounds, sounds like classic. one of his lines. Yeah, sounds was, like a I I lost it. I was pissing myself. Sorry. And what about you, man? What you been up to? I'm good, man. Just you know, I'm DJing a little bit, making music. I'm hey. um, just working a lot. And yeah, I'm still following the NBA religiously, though. Obviously, still following football. Um, but yeah, super uh, super excited to be back. You got your Miami Vice hat on. Just be there what 18. 18- 18, eight, uh, I'll tell you right now, I got the count on. If you think I don't have a count on for Miami, the name of it is Back to 11 We Go. Mm. For those of you who don't know what 11 is, just look it up, but make sure you're not doing it at work. Uh, <laughs> 18 days, one hour and 50 minutes until my flight. Nice, Tim, nice. you know how erect I get when I think of Miami. That's Something's be, never changed. That might be Nick's favorite place in the world. Oh, yeah. look, Mike Boone running into a brick wall. <laughs> oh, by the way, he has over 120 yards. Today? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're recording this. Is, it's, it's week 17. Uh, if you guys <laughs> if you guys play fantasy football championships in week 17, Tim, that's that's an awful take, right? Got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit more acceptable if it's like a dual week thing, but even then, nah. 
Like 16 plus 17? Well, just imagine, like, right right now, right? So at the time of recording, it's 35-3. Carolina's getting absolutely torched. And, like, yo, if you had McCaffrey now, yeah, guy's probably going to get pulled, right? I got McCaffrey in mad DFS lineups. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because <laughs> so he, that, that. he had that record going for it. But, all right. Yo, let's... by the way, hold on. My, my bad. Before we get started, speaking of music, MP, just wanted to tell people, people may not know this. If you were a fan of the wrap-up when I did it for VM, I got 11 songs in the chamber. Coming nice. out with an album in... Uh, nice. In March of twenty twenty. So look out for that. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, you dropping it on my birthday or nah? March eleventh. Mm. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Real one's born on the eleventh, baby. I might have to. You might have to. All right. All right. Year in review. Just real quick. Just general thoughts on the sports year in uh two thousand nineteen. Cause I think um I kind of struggled with this list. Um but just my general thoughts on the sports year is I think the the finals and the championships, we were kind of talking about it before we started recording, how they were kind of underwhelming. Mm-hmm. No, like, memorable moment as far as, like, a crowning achievement of a team. And, look, you winning a championship is always crazy. But just, Tim, how do you feel about just, like, the sports world in 2019? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of unexpectedness. Yes. A, lot of, a lot of turnover. Mm. Right, I think one thing that hasn't got enough attention is the Houston Astros fiasco that's going on right now. Yeah, um, they were caught technologically cheating, and they have been a perennial, if not in the World Series, on the verge of the World Series every single year since they started doing this, supposedly. So baseball is in that transformative state, and then the NFL. It, it it continues to be in a transformative state. The game evolves every single year, and the NBA. The interesting thing about the NBA is their their ratings are so down this year. Mm. So it's a little bit uh, of a ode to the transformation that has happened there. So like very transforming year in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I the one thing that I will say about the, all of the professional sports leagues is I like the fact that they are trying to. I don't know what the word I'm trying to use here, but like, for example, MLB not testing for marijuana anymore or like now the NBA is trying to look into ways um, to uh, create a midseason tournament um, to kind of like reinvigorate potential fan bases that maybe like not as, you know, not as like bought into the team, you know, halfway through the season. So I just like the fact that the leagues are trying to improve across the board. It shows that they give a shit, you know, which is which is always a good thing. Facts. And, and I'm intrigued and you're the soccer guy. So I'm intrigued to see how that goes over with the owners because the league already proposed it for the NBA to create a midseason tournament. It's like a million dollars to each player. Coaching staff gets paid if they win too. Mm-hmm. And it, and then there's basically like there's that potential for you to like, um, if you're not in the playoffs later on in the season, but you win this midseason tournament, you get like a, like a buy into the playoffs. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like a soccer thing, right? How the so- soccer, they do that in soccer. Yeah, they kind of do that. They, you know, with soccer, and one of the reasons why a lot of people struggle with trying to find what team to root for, what league to follow, is because there's so much shit going on, right? Like, Liverpool is in five different events and competitions, right? They're in the English Premier League. They're in the FA Cup. They're in the Carling Cup. They're in uh, the World Club Championship, which they just won. They're in Champions League. So it's like, where am I going to find? You know, what am I going to root for? So... I think with the NBA, that idea is is interesting, but I think the NBA has an issue with like you know load management. Now is like a term that I never had yeah. utilized in my life, and that's like an actual thing now. 
it's just a cover up of like, yeah, we're just gonna arrest this guy because we don't want him to play. And like, I don't but know. but you know what? It goes it goes back to first of all, the Spurs were doing this like twenty years ago, yeah, right. But the Spurs were never a team that was flashy. They were kind of just like they were always under the radar, sort of like the Patriots. Like, yo, we do our job, you know. Like Tim Duncan, I always made the joke how like. That dude played for as long as he played because he played at the same speed from the moment he came into the league until he left. He's like just – he was never a guy like Amari Stoudemire. When you saw Amari come into the league, you're like, yo, that's just going to die out eventually when you lose your athletic ability. But a guy like Tim Duncan, it's like Mr. Fundamentals. Like yeah. he, he he played basketball like the old dudes at like the YMCA and shit. Except you know? he was seven foot. Yeah, seven foot and like a, a great <laughs> athlete also. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think – I think the NBA, as far as like the ratings go, I think Tim, you're not gonna like this, but the, the dynasty was a big reason for it too. Oh, I I don't doubt that. You know, yeah. because people want to see it be dethroned. Yeah. And look, uh, they interesting. You know, like yo, when think about it, yo, the NBA has always had a dynasty. They've always had yeah. You know, Bulls, Lakers, Lakers, Celtics. Yeah, Lakers, Celtics in the '80s. One of them were in the finals every single year of their existence. Right of that, yeah, you know, yeah. eighty to eighty nine, and then in the nineties you had the Bulls, and then you had the early Lakers, and then like the Spurs, and Mike Boone just scored a touchdown, and he's going to be miserable. But you know, you can't have one hundred and forty two yards Cuban, and a touchdown. Mark Cuban, I can't watch that. One hundred and forty two <laughs> yards got and a algebra. touchdown. Mark Cuban oh. says that the cable model is broken for basketball. He thinks, and and it's true though. Like people, people are cutting the cord left and right. Mm. People are streaming games now, and the NBA is at the forefront of a lot of kind of forward thinking. So. Forefront of forward thinking. You can't say that five times fast. Um, Did you say that? You didn't. Forefront of forward thinking. Forefront of forward thinking. (laughs) Forefront of forward thinking. Um, So I'm curious to see how they, um, you know, try to figure out, you know, a way to potentially, you know, get games streamed and, 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 you know, get people to watch again because everyone's cutting the cords. Dude, the NFL is... Very much on the cutting edge of that, too. I don't know if you guys have the Yahoo app. I know you play on ESPN. I don't know if they... The Yahoo app... It, it streams right on your app. Like, you're checking fantasy, and it says you could watch, and you could scroll through games to watch. You could just watch it live on your phone. If you go on the NFL app, you could watch literally every game live on your phone. I, I, I saw this. I couldn't believe it. Like, I remember growing up, the it was a fight between the cable companies to get the rights to these games. It was an all-out battle. Now, it was just, like, presented by Fox, Amazon, Yahoo, and... I don't know, DirecTV, whatever. Like, 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 mm. three different streamers at the same time. I think DirecTV did that. I made that one up. But those other three were really streaming at the same exact time. Prime, Fox, and what else did I say? I, I forgot the third. Dude, one. even e- Amazon, Twitch, Twitch does Thursday night football games on their stream. Like they live stream it on Twitch. It's what? It's yeah. yeah. It's so a, it's a new thing now. I think I think Amazon's gonna get in the mix too. Like Amazon is just gonna be like, yo, look, here's a billion dollars NBA. Yeah. We're gonna show all your games and just fuck everything. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of these awards, right? Year in review. Uh, let's start it off with um, a term that has become very, I guess you could say, uh, attached to the Veterans Minimum brand, and that is legend, right? So, Impy, who's your legend of the year? Tim and I have the same legend as Antonio Brown. Yeah. I mean, there is no this other. This guy's a moron. He's the most legendary. <laughs> He's super talented, but this guy's a moron. Can we go through his timeline real quick? I, then, I, right. I was laughing in the car when you said that you went went back on his Twitter and you looked at his timeline. So please read. Some I, tweets. I have like I have. It took me like like I thought it was gonna be a five minute thing. It took me dead ass like forty five minutes. <laughs> Listen to this. And 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 my fault to cut you up, but yeah. at one point, like I, I had this happen to me where like I watch like a video on YouTube or some shit, 
I'll be like, all right, it's like a three minute thing. And then like I just go down this rabbit hole where I'm like, all right, now I'm invested. Now I gotta right. see all this shit. And this one I, I had to get to the to the end of this one. All right, so number one, bailed on his team in the last game of the season. That's how he ended the the year before. Right. So around this time last year, the Steelers were playing for a playoff spot on this weekend, and he was on a fur coat walking down the sideline because Ben Roethlisberger talked shit about him on a radio station. Mm-hmm. Right. So I forgot about right that. away the what is going on. Right. Then demands a trade. Said he's, he says he's not going to be a Steeler anymore. Says he will not. He'll he'd rather retire. There's a whole ESPN thing about how he's going to retire if he's a Steeler. Raiders trade for him. Give him sixty million dollars. 33 million guaranteed. Are you going to mention the helmet? The helmet is coming next. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> this is uh, this is all after he got 30 30 30 million dollars guaranteed, 60 million overall. Then the helmet. This is where the helmet thing. Helmet gate that opened the gates to the most wild roller coaster ride a human's ever been on, I think. This is some wild shit. This is some movie shit. Um What else? Oh, the, the helmet thing. I don't even want to go through the helmet thing. You know the helmet thing. Right. He froze his foot. <laughs> Cryogenically, do you guys remember that? Oh yeah, he, he missed like the, twenty he, days because he froze his foot in a cryogenic chamber. I believe yeah. he just didn't want to practice. A lot of people believe that, and that's why he was fined. We, oh, it gets better. You're gonna get into the punch in the cracker, GM. In the face? This is the next one. Nice. He tells the GM he's gonna punch him in the face. His cracker, him a cracker face. Cracker yeah. white, white cracker GM. Yeah, yeah, hold on, that's also hilarious. Yeah, according to a cracker. Place. No, it's fine. That was great. <laughs> I think that was my favorite moment of the year. <laughs> then. He got a phone call. I don't know if you guys remember this. Oh, the YouTube video. Call, the YouTube video of John oh, Gruden. Man. His coach. He put out a video of his coach. Didn't ask. John Gruden the next day was like, ha ha, it was funny. Cut him the next day. They hit him with a $200,000 fine. That He put the $200,000 fine on Instagram. Instagram. Then he put a, and then he put another video of him saying, "I'm I'm gonna retire again. Release me, please release me." They release him. He has a he has a video. He's at his grandma's house. It's like grandma. They I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Signs with the Patriots. Scores a touchdown against yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah, got like twelve. To, Tom Brady had that like the biggest boner. He's like, finally, yeah. I got an athlete on the outside. Not can these you, random white dudes dude, running slants. These quarterbacks. Can you imagine if A. B. But then he gets charged with rape. And not just sexual assault, like rape, rape, like real rape. That's and then crazy. The, the straw that broke the camel's back there was that he texted the girl. Like, New England was like, yo, all this shit that happened prior to you coming to us, like, whatever, we've dealt with worse. But then when he's a patriot and he hits the girl up and was like, yo, how are you going to do this to me? You're going to make up all these allegations. That's when Belichick was like, yo, fuck this. I can't do with this. Like... Yo, they've done it with Albert Hainsworth. They did it with Randy Moss. They do it with all these guys that they bring in. They're like, yo, all your shit in the past, just leave it there. But when you're under the Patriot way and you fuck up like that, we just can't deal with it. And then that's why they got rid of him there. Three then, teams moved on from him in the span of... And yo, you're talking about the best wide receiver that that's, well, that's we've thing. probably seen. Yeah. Like in, I mean, Randy Moss also. But like the last like five to seven years, he's easily, number one across the board. He's yeah. easily the most consistent. You may not say he's the most talented, but he's the easily the most consistent wide receiver over the past decade, you'd say? Yeah. Yo, when I think of AB, I think 120, 1510. And yeah. do you know what's like, crazy about all this? You think the list is over. The list uh, is not over. Uh, well, <laughs> halfway through. You're only halfway through the list. He's he's crazy on Twitter, tweets wild shit. He's saying he's never going to be in the NFL for the rest of his life. And then he's like, oh, I miss the NFL so much. Someone please come get me. Like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Now he's making a rap album. 
People think he may have like no more white women 2020. He's showing signs of CTE potentially. Mm. Who knows? I don't know. That's not nice to say. Apparently, apparently he's been showing these signs for a long ass time. I have a different legend of the year, and it's uh, it's it's more of an organization, a fan base, and the truthers of the Cleveland Browns. Because mm. I spent the entire offseason telling people, yo, I have seen this over and over. A team comes out of nowhere, they get hot towards the tail end of a season, and then everyone dick rides them into the next season. And you've just seen it constantly over and over and over again. And sure, they got a talented roster, but you got a guy who was never a coordinator, let alone a head coach, and Freddie Kitchens, you get Baker Mayfield, who, man, I was always hesitant on the Baker Mayfield hype because his numbers were inflated. Remember, he had the beef with Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson leaves Cleveland. He goes to Cincinnati, throws seven touchdowns, no interceptions against them. And it's like, yo, he breaks all these, like, rookie records. But it's like, yeah, you know, like, you take away those games, his numbers are kind of average. And also, they had one win against a team that was above 500 the year before. Right. And there was just a lot of signs of like dysfunction. And you had way too many character issues, too, with the roster. The fact that they made Freddie Kitchens a head coach is a joke, too. I mean, it's easy to say that in hindsight. No, it's not what I was saying it then, too. And also, like, they were they were the fourth favorite in the AFC behind the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Patriots and the Chargers to win the AFC. Like, dude. Slow down. Yeah. Let, let's see. And I think everyone was just premature on, on this team. And it's just, you know, we saw it with we saw it with the Jaguars, right? The Jaguars go to the AFC title game. The next year, people are picking them like, yo, they're gonna, it's like, no, nah, dude. You got to remember, you're playing a different schedule now. Now people are not like, ah, it's Cleveland. Here comes an easy dub. They lost like 30 games in a row at one point. Yeah. Right? So it was. it's just different. And and I, I think that to everyone that believed that, like their, their over-under was nine and a half. And I was like, that's a... That's a surefire lock. Like that was my favorite bet of the year. I think from well, the they future. went seven, eight, and one last year, right? Right. Yeah. I think people underestimated how much bad coaching played a role in that. Like they got hypnotized by the talent on the outside. They're like, "Oh, look at all this talent! Look at yeah, all this talent!" The big names. But you know, like you know, the old saying goes: "You build a football team from the inside out, not the outside in." Mm-hmm. And this team did the exact opposite, including the head coach. Like it starts with the head coach, and like uh, I, I follow this really good account on YouTube, Brett Coleman. And mm-hmm. he did this whole like half an hour breakdown of what the hell happened to Baker Mayfield. And one of the things is just like he's just so sloppy with his footwork and he's taking too many steps when he drops back and it's it's making the left tackle have to go too wide. Things like that. Like the little things. And too that's many coaching, bro. That's so, he needs someone to coach him. And when you have a forty five year old dude, I think Freddie Kitchens is, who has no experience, not he has a a half a year experience as a coordinator only. Yes. No experience. Very young in the NFL in general. And you make him your head coach. Not qualified. And I, I, I almost feel bad for for Freddie Kitchens because that's not something that is even reasonable. And I, and I, I, I mentioned this like I had reservations about the Browns earlier because I don't know if it was the greatest idea to make whatever your twenty three year old quarterback says happen. That doesn't. That's not my way to manage. It had disaster. Yeah, over I remember that. you were like, yo, why Why is Cleveland making Freddie Kitchens the head coach? Well, because Baker said so. Or like they're getting right. all these, they're changing all these things around Baker, which I understand. Like, look, it's, if like Pat Mahomes does it, it's different, right? Like if Pat Mahomes goes to the Hunt family who owns the Chiefs and they're like, yo, look, I need this, this, and this to be done. It's like, all right, yeah, Pat, you're 
a generational talent. Well, like Baker, like it was just show some, me something first. Yeah, some cause for concern there. Uh, what about right. the Todd Motkin fiasco too? Yeah, the Motkin like the dudes, thing. The dudes, you bring in one of the best offensive coordinators in the game, and then you call the plays. Yeah, and it also didn't make sense because their schemes were so different. It was just, it was a buttfuck. Moment of the year. I'm gonna lead this one off. Sure. The UFC has become. Uh, they're coming off a massive year. It's their biggest year. Uh, how much money they brought in, and to think about it, like McGregor didn't fight. Right, they didn't have, they don't have Ronda Rousey no more. John Jones came back into it, but like some people are kind of like fed up with John Jones because like he's the goat, but like he's pissed away so much of his career because of drugs and the partying and all that shit. But Jorge Masvidal's knee to Ben Askren is the moment of the year. Like just to to paint the picture for you guys, they had a lot of beef and animosity towards one another. And, like, Askren was this, like, he was the greatest MMA fighter to never fight in the UFC. He was, like, and the reason why I liked it was because, like, as a wrestling fan, he was that indie wrestler that you would see in, like, the bingo halls and, like, in high school gyms wrestling. And then eventually they get to WWE, right? Well, that was the same thing with this guy where, like, this guy was running roughshod through everybody undefeated. And then he goes into the UFC and he has a questionable win over Robbie Lawler. And then there's the beef with Masvidal. Where like he's calling him Journeyman George because Masvidal's been like he was doing the Kimbo the slice Kimbo fights. slice fights, and then the fight starts and I mean everyone's seen it. Sports Center had it as like their fourth best play of the year or fifth somewhere there. It was like the first round, right? Dude, five seconds into the fight, he throws a flying knee and just breaks the internet, and he became a he became a star. Masvidal because of that became he got the rock. To come to a UFC event to put a, a belt that they created just because they needed a, a title on a pay-per-view because, like, the titles sell, right? Like, you go to a bar and and you have a bunch of casual fans that are like, oh, who's fighting for the belt? That's always, like, one of the main questions that pop up. So, they made the BMF title. Just for them, too. Just for them, too. And it's like the Masvidal knee was just something absolutely ridiculous. I have to go with uh, the KD Achilles injury. Ooh. Just because of, like, what it set off and kind of, like, I've probably mentioned this before, but, like, the domino effect it had on league. Granted, people already had, you know, suspicions that KD was going to leave anyway. And then once he, you know, unfortunately got injured, it was a wrap. Uh, he winds up going to Brooklyn with, with uh, Kyrie. Kawhi winds up going to L.A. Uh, with... Uh, with Paul George, Paul George gets traded there, and it's just it's a domino effect around the NBA, um, and it's just so it's just so crazy how, how how the injury can kind of you know how how that injury kind of just played a role in the, in the rest of the NFL and the rest of the NBA. So definitely uh, the the KD injury for sure, unfortunate injury. You know how like in in movies when they show like a CGI like explosion or an earthquake, you got that and you got the ring that comes out from it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the offseason of the NBA because of the when Durant. he went down on that Achilles, poof, reverberations. And then everything also, changed. And also, like the, the the other reason why it's so like interesting is just the fact that like the team played him, even though there's you know there was some rumblings about should he even be playing, mm-hmm. especially considering he was going to be a free agent. And so he made the team. I hate to say he made the team look bad, but the injury made the team look bad. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, I also think like when the team makes it a uh, you know like week to week injury, it's like eventually like, yo Durant, are you really hurt? So I do think that the, the the team and the players, maybe not on purpose, but they they kind of put pressure on him too to come yeah. back. 
Yeah, for sure. What was your moment? My moment of the year is uh, one time for the ladies. The U.S. Women's National Team, man. Let's go. Nice. That was my moment of the year Fucking when they won. the piss out of people. Yeah, when it's they great. won that World Cup. Look, they dominated on the field. That's not why they're the moment of the year. You know I like me a, a good cause. Mm. <laughs> you know I like me a person who will go out there and protest. Mm. You know I like me a person that will go out there and use their platform for good. Facts. I'm definitely not one of those believers in you're an athlete, just play what you play on the field. Shut nah. up and dribble. Nah, yeah. No, no, no. Not about that at all. I know, I know. And that's not what they did at all. They didn't shut up and dribble. They spoke loudly and they dribbled. And, you know, when you're talking about, like, the disparity between male income and female income in the country on a whole, it's a whole topic. And, you know, it's there's a lot of factors in that. And there's a lot of ways you could point to and say, you know, it's, something's not happening, whatever. But this is a direct contrast. You got the men's team. You got the women's team. They do the same shit. Except the women are way better. Mm -hmm. And they get paid way less. Something is going wrong here. And they got that conversation started. So shout out to the ladies. I like that. Yeah. That's my moment of the year. Man, they also had that moment when people lost their mind. They beat that one team like 13 nothing, And people were like, well, you know, integrity and respect. It's like, no, suck my balls. You step on the field, I have the right to pumble you. Integrity is is nuts. Also, if you ask the other team... Was actually went on the record and said, or, or I don't know if the whole team felt this way, but a couple of the players were like, the only way to get better is by, by playing better competition. Like, w- they wouldn't have appreciated if the other team went easy on them. Like, yeah. they wouldn't have appreciated if Team USA took Facts. it easy on them. Facts. Right. What, what, is that also, what Pino said? Yeah. It's like, no, what's more other, disrespectful, no. oh, scoring 13 or not scoring 13 on them? Yeah. What's more disrespectful, really, if you really think about it? Yeah. The and only the issue team felt the same way. They're like, no, yeah. like we want to get better. That's playing the best talent is the way to get better. I, nice. I had not one problem with the 13 goals. Yeah. The only problem I had was when Rapino scores like the ninth goal and they do the choreographed dance. It's like, dude, like okay. I think that's a little excessive. Right, but besides right. that, score 30 goals. That's fair. That's fair. You know, like just high five. Once man. it's five that's nothing, fair. that's no more celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, especially against a little nation. All right, that's fair. You know, that's that's my only complaint. They but were I, smelling themselves. I like, yeah, they were feeling themselves though. But yo, you also got to understand that what we are in women's soccer, like we're we're the dream team of the '90s. Like we're literally the greatest country in the world at that particular sport. The way the men are in basketball. So we're we're who everyone wants to go after. What will you remember 2019 for, MP? For me, it's the year of Kawhi, man. Yo, give me some. This is just starting the Kawhi loving on this pod. Shout out to the six, too. I wanted to say one thing about Kawhi, man. He when he wins, so he's gonna win the NBA final. They're gonna win a championship this year, the Clippers. Oh, you think so? Yeah, and he's gonna win it, and he's gonna win MVP, finals MVP. Huh. He the, he'll be. How many bets be, have you made on this? Nothing yet. Yeah. So G- gives out Lamar Jackson hundred to one. Yo, he's gonna win MVP. Not a single bet. Patty. Yo, everyone I know that knows you too thinks this kid is balling. Yo, goes <laughs> to me and he's like, Yo, MP picked the MVP two years in a row out of nowhere, and I was like, Yeah, he did. Yeah, not one Shout out to Impy. I'm still thinking about. I'm getting ready for next year, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but Sam yeah, Darnold, so, bro. So Kawhi is going to Kawhi's entering his prime, and he. Uh, will be he'll have his third ring and he'll have on three different teams three rings on three different teams and three finals MVPs. When he when that happens this year, he's gonna get himself into the into the conversation for one of the best of all time. People complain about load management, right? LeBron's like, nah, I'm playing. There's a reason why. LeBron's chasing 
records now. He's chasing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's number one scoring list. Like mm-hmm. He wants to be number one. Because at this point, LeBron may not be able to get as many finals as Jordan, so now he's got to figure out another way to do it. He's got to get the he's got to break the records, right? Kawhi don't care. He just wants the finals. That's why I love Kawhi. He don't care about you know being fifth all time in points. He just wants to. He's all about load management because he wants to be healthy in the playoffs or the finals and win rings. Anyway, it's the year of Kawhi. The jumper against uh, the Sixers, just the game winning shot. Obviously, <laughs> it's just he's he's unbelievable. He was um, also the biggest meme of the year. That's right. That's got to count for something. For and, and yeah. also for a guy that like has no personality too, like he literally has no personality. He but doesn't he, talk about his personal life ever. Like yo, I, I I also think where yeah he has no social media. Nothing. He right? doesn't. He he beats his own drum. Right. Think about yo free agency. All these guys signed and Kawhi was like nah I'm a chill I'm a chill for four yeah. or five days. I let everyone just wait. Right, the the plane is in Toronto, then it's in LA, and then it's like all these places and whatnot, and we are getting tremendous service over here. Thank you so much. I don't even know what that is, but I'm excited to find I think out. It's the the natural H2O. Nice, nice. Brita filtered and all. But yo, also coming into the year, right? So let's go back to January. Oh, February. the fact that the Raptors even traded for him, knowing that he was probably going to leave anyway. Right. Took but, a shot. Shouts to Masai Ujiri. But also, but also like. You know, at this at the start of the year, you're starting to wonder, like, yo, this Toronto team is really good. Can they? Will they? You know, like they're, they're one of the biggest long shots that ever won the title. They were twenty to one at the start of last season, yeah. right? And usually, like, by process of elimination, I think only three teams in the last forty years have been outside of the top seven odds wise to win the finals, and they were one of them. So I just think like Kawhi has just dominated. Load management now is a term, you know, going back to that. Like we mentioned in the beginning of the year, he won a finals. They're, they're the favorite. They they made the Clippers way more relevant than they've ever been, I think. Like, I know Lob City was a thing, but now no, you're talking about. No, it's not even close. No, nah, it's not even close. So, for me, when I think of 2019, I'm going to think of the year of Kawhi. Just everything from the Raptors to the Clippers now, just like the whole. He, yeah, he's dominated for, what, Ten and a half months yeah. of the twelve. He's also he's getting a lot better at making. Ple- he's a great passer now. Like that was the one part of his game that he lacked was his passing, and now he's an amazing playmaker. It's kind of crazy. Not for nothing too. Like all of videos. this on the heels of taking an entire year off just because he said so. Yeah, that's a good point too. He barely played the year before. Yeah, <laughs> and like for not really for a real reason, according to the team, um, he just didn't want to play. And he's entering his prime, which is scary. Twenty eight. Yeah. What's your what will you remember 2019 for? So, you know, back to back, you know, I couldn't come on VM without bringing a little bit of the of the politics along with me. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the year I remember the NCAA becoming vulnerable. I could get behind this. Nick, you know, I've cracked my phone before. I see you got you got a, you got a crack. Oh, I got the, the Spider-Man currently. edition. Oh, oh me yeah, too, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. How does how does that how does this whole situation you got here start? Here we go. Um just like I don't know how to answer this. So it start. Uh, what I'm trying to say is it starts with a little crack in the corner. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, and then it gets and then worse. it spreads. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. spreads and it spreads and it spreads until eventually you're not wiping your finger across your screen until you're cutting. You got little cut marks on you. Yeah. You got to get that shit changed. I think we've seen the first little crack in the armor of the NCAA. This, um, the fact that everyone's everyone's kind of on board now. You've, you've swayed public opinion enough where obviously these college kids should get paid. I think that's the public consensus. Now it's how do you pay them? 
and they're starting to feel the pressure. I still don't agree with them getting paid. No, here's here's the thing. But I am so for, and I hate to do this to you, I am so for if I'm the quarterback for Florida and some dude wants to give me a car because I am the quarterback, I shouldn't get in trouble for that. Or if some alumni wants to pay my dinner for me in a plus one, I shouldn't get in trouble. Or he for should that. be able to sign a fucking football yeah. and get paid five hundred bucks to sign like a yes. football. Like the Terrell That's Pryor the most shit, yo. Stuff. I want I want arm sleeve tattoos, but I'm not giving you four thousand dollars. You want me to sign you a game worn jersey? Fine, yeah. That's a great trade off for me. Also, a fashion over men wants to put a fucking shirt on you on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you should be able to make money off that. You should be able to do yeah. t- uh, skinny, all that flat belly tees. And that's what California is saying that these kids could do. And Which they passed dope. the Fair Play to Play Act. Now there's not nothing has happened from it so far, as far as I read. But um, it's the first crack. It's going to be a long fight. It's the first crack in the armor. I like it. I don't know who to tell this to. I think I have a fantastic idea, but I have no way to make it happen. I have an idea too. What if you made sports? Sports are now a billion dollar industries. This is not the 80s no more when college football teams started. What if you made sports the major? What if your major was basketball? And like your class was basketball practice or athletics. Yes. Yeah. And you went to a when you went to a class your major classes were study the playbook for Sunday. I mean for Saturday. Or like how to talk to the media 101. How to talk to the media, how to be a report like how to be like after that. Like oh, how to, financials. Like- Everything you need to be in the even coaching. So you could be a coach if you don't get like it's a billion dollar industry. You could be in so many areas. Why not just make the sport a major? Where rather than and then you don't have to pay them. Yeah, they're going to anthropology. They're not even anthropo- And then let them go make money off their Instagrams. Yeah. I, I, Why make them anthropology majors? They're obviously going to the NFL. Yeah. Make them football majors. If LaMelo Ball gets drafted first, by the way, from NBL from the New New Zealand, he's playing Australia, sorry. Um a lot more players are gonna do go. I guarantee it. And, and there's rumblings that he is going to be the first pick this year. I mean, he deserves it if he well, does. Well, Adam Silver wants to make the G League like an option. Which is fire. Where you can From go, high school to the G yeah. League. And also, that you know how much money that would generate for the league? Because then people would actually watch the G League. With all due respect to the Westchester Knicks, I'm not watching. Yeah. And I'm a diehard Knicks fan. But I'm like, I'm just not watching I the bet Westchester so. Knicks. But if, but if our first round pick was playing in Westchester, I may even go to the games. It's like an hour away. Also, it... What about this? What if the cutoff age was like nineteen, and now you have the best? You have the best in the world, seventeen through nineteen, playing in the in the G League. Oh no, nah, well, because they get paid. You can't do. You can't put. The, Why? You can't put an age. Because some guys are like exactly like career G League. Those guys got to go somewhere else, or there's got to be a different league. That's what I'm saying. The XFL should have done that. Cut it off at nineteen. Have the best college players in the world want to play professionally in the XFL for money. That's how you become the next big thing. Become college football, not the NFL. Interesting. Interesting. That's what I would have done. Yeah, I've al- I've always been in the in the camp that they should be able to market themselves and make the money off it. I just don't know how you can come to a point where you're paying the quarterback. The quarterback is making the same as like the lacrosse forward. You know, like that's where I think the pay scale is going to be difficult. Whereas, like, yo, if I'm popping, let me like Johnny Manziel made tech Texas A and M. A thing yeah. right like they were just another school and then when johnny football ran wild it's like yo what the hell like this is crazy i don't i don't even think i think there could be a way to like if you're a five-star recruit or something you should be able to get more like i used to be at i used to be the editor for my college newspaper and i got paid more money than a writer did for my stipend like i got paid to to write on that and we just we just took our own advertising revenue and we split it up 
Mm. Why not? I, I do more. What if you're a five star crew? You get more than a four star crew, three star crew, whatever. You got to be, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, it's America. The better get paid more. Team of the year, imp. The Raptors. Let's go. I just. It, That's what I got too. There's just so much about that team. Also, I never like, thought it would happen. That's very true. I didn't think the Raptors would win. And also, like, just the whole, the idea that, like, the Raptors are Canada's team. They're a whole country's team, you know? And, like, they had the whole, a whole country behind them rather than just being one city, right? There's, like, that added element really made that team really awesome. And, like, Drake on the sidelines, like, you know. Shout Shit, out I also feel like they made a lot of Americans root for them, too. Like, sure, you had people like Tim who were, like, super anti-Warriors, so they rooted naturally against whoever played hardcore. them hardcore <laughs> but like i was rooting for them because i was like yo i kind of like this team and i like the whole vibe to it and also you know I, yeah I, they have a bunch of guys that weren't like top picks like they i think all no one on their team was drafted at higher than 15th in the first round i think or something like that crazy even the guys that they traded for too was like that too yeah. like Kawhi was it was a lot of the, like that yeah. roster was assembled sensationally Again, shout to Masai, man. Nice. Come to the Knicks, uh, please. For, would you trade two first-round picks for him like they're talking about? I would trade... Yes. I yes. would trade the yes. Mavs pick. Yes. I would trade the Mavs pick because the Mavs pick, the Mavs are doing really well right now. Okay, okay. But I'm talking about our first-round picks. This Ours this year? No. Ours. No. Yeah, that's what you want. No. Can't. Can't no. I can't do it. <laughs> you got to take a chance that the third pick's gonna be a good can't one. Can't do it. Yeah, can't like, win with him. But like, what if what if what if what if that pick turns into to like DeAndre Hunter? I mean, which is ninety percent what's gonna happen. Yes, yeah, we're the Knicks. All right, that, I'm I'm always for trading for something that I know. You guys know this. Like I know to Masai trade for an executive is, is super it is, super interesting. It, it is a, a that would be the Knicksiest. We yeah. need Fred VanVleet back though too. Can yeah. we trade for a GM and a player? Does that ever happen? I don't know. Didn't Doc Rivers get traded like that? Doc Rivers With got traded. I don't know if a player it's was involved, but Lou Pinella got traded back in the day <laughs> to the Rays. I'll take uh, the GM, the uh, their wide receiver, and 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 the Gatorade guy. <laughs> he makes really good Gatorade. I like his swirls. I throw your, in the towel, uh, boy. What's, what's, see his swirl time. <laughs> what's your team of the year? Because I, I got the Raptors as well. My team of the year is the Patriots, man, and uh, they've Facts. they've beat respect out of me. <laughs> they've, they've bludgeoned me into respecting the crap it out of them. Like us. I just can't. Like it hurts. I can't even be against them anymore. It's crazy. They're actually driving right now on the TV. Of course too. they are, because they're going to win this game. Because that, that's Bolden? what they do. They win oh. games. They're well, on the ten yard line. Of course, they're on the ten yard line. It's twenty to seventeen. I bet you never remember that it was ever twenty to seventeen. There's Amazing. no one that frustrated me more this year than Sony Michelle. Facts. I kept him in a keeper league. Bad mistake. Yeah. Bad I don't know. Mistake. I'm sorry for changing the subject, but no, nah, it's all right. What was I talking about? The Patriots. Patriots. Uh, I mean, they're dude, they're, f- their quarterback is legitimately just old as dirt, <laughs> old as shit. Like it, back in the day, like he he would not have been able to play. He was old five years ago too. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is talking about how this is the year they go down. I can't believe it. This is oh my god, this is the worst Patriots team I've ever seen. They're gonna win a championship. They're gonna, one more. They're gonna if win they one win more. this game, which Nikhil Harry just caught. Ah, uh, it looks like he went out of bounds. If they win this game. They're going to be 13 and 3. Yeah. Like, all this panic. And the worst case scenario is 12 and 4. They're they not going to have the home Super field Bowl. Advantage, they, right? they completely shut down. Completely shut down the Rams in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Through the playoffs, talking about a guy like Sony Michelle, he ran over everyone in the AFC playoffs. Yeah, he was balling. There was, no one was even close to beating the Patriots in the entire playoffs. Nick and, and, I, doing this. Nick and I have a running joke where it's like, and this is part of just being a, a battered 
Jets fan at the same time and having to watch it every year. But like, I tell Nick, like, if you're gonna ask me who's gonna win the AFC, I'm gonna say the Patriots every year. It's just, it's just they're gonna come out the AFC every year, every single year. Uh, at least they'll be in the title game. Exactly, and then Nick, they've been in like 13 AFC title games in 20 years. I think you'll actually be proud of me, Nick. What I did was I. When they went on their two-game losing streak, as soon as they lost in the second game, you I made a four-dollar bet for them to win the Super Bowl. Actually, forty-one dollars. Oh, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a big bet for you, man. That's a big bet for me. Yeah, I that- won that on the Colorado Rockies on my bachelor party, and it's just sitting in my account. So nice. I just threw it out, threw it in there. Nice. Yeah, that's when you buy low. That's why you buy low. I think you'll be proud of me. But yeah, I like it. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, surprise of the year. What's a surprising outcome? I got a good one. Go first. I got a good one. My guy, Andy Ruiz beating Anthony Joshua. <gasps> now I know he ended up losing the rematch. But the first time anyway. But the first time. You're talking about a 12 to 1 underdog, right? The guy didn't look like, you know, judging a book by its cover. Just a fat dude in a ring. But, and then you look at Joshua, who looks like a Greek god. Yeah, this guy's fat. And and he he finishes him. He not TKO, knockout. And just shocks the world. And not only that. Like, I always talk to my pops, and he tells me about, like, the Holyfield days and the Mike Tyson days and, like, you know, the the heavyweight picture. How, like, sure, Mayweather's cool and Canelo's cool and Triple G's cool, but, like, you want to see someone that you you just watch him and you're like, yeah, that guy could fuck me up. <laughs> Where, like, there's some people that, even though it's wrong, they see a guy like Mayweather on the street. They're like, yo, this guy's, like, 140 pounds. He ain't shit. Not knowing it's Floyd Mayweather. But, like, you see a guy like Anthony Joshua walking down the block, you're like, all right, this guy could, like, punch a hole through my entire family tree. So it just made it just made the heavyweight division, like, you got Wilder, you got Joshua, you got Ruiz, you got, uh, um, oh, my God, why am I forgetting the British dude? Tyson Fury. Like, now you got mad fights that people want to see. And, and, yo, this idea of you need to have a perfect record, like, dude, the UFC is – uh, uh, it's it's such a giant business now because they build their fighters up and so what? Like, yo, Nate Diaz has lost 12 times in his career, but he's the biggest draw in the UFC. It's like, yo, it doesn't matter. Like, Joshua's not undefeated no more, but you can still sell him. Like, I still want to see Wilder and Joshua. So for me, the the Ruiz knockout was definitely the most uh, surprising one. I think the Patriots just scored. They did. I was going to say the no-call pass interference. Wow, that's a good one. Oh, damn, that's a game changer too, son. <sighs> that's a that's a literal game changer. That's a league changer. Yeah. Because then they implemented the rule in the offseason where you could where you could, uh, uh, as Baker throws a fourth down interception here, yeah, right um, out the end zone. Oh wow! wow OBJ touchdown. He'll oh. be traded too. Um, uh, yeah, that's a sick catch. Did you get that? Uh, it was a, it's literally a league changer. Um, we're doing we're giving terrible audio right now. Nah, this nah, is, this is all right. what you sign Hopefully up for. Hopefully you're watching. Hopefully you, guys, <laughs> hopefully you can see this catch on Twitter when you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, the case you were wondering, OBJ was a was a play of mine on the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. Nice. There you go. Cheap plug. Bang, bang. Anyway, that play was a league changer. It was not just a game changer. It was a league changer because literally weeks after that, when the season ended, they implemented the rule to be able to um, challenge uh, pass interference calls. So anyway, um, the no call in the NFC title. Right. Yeah, yeah. Saints Rams. What about you? So my surprise was the Raptors winning the NBA championship, but I feel like this my next one, I'm going to do a little combination. So I'll tell a story about my next one, but for this one, I'm going to use this. <laughs> Andrew Luck retiring. 
That that'll Ooh. make sense in a second. What That's I just said'll all make sense. Andrew Luck retiring was a fucking shocker. Sure. And and when we get to the next category, I'll tell you the story of how I found out. Tell so us. Your, your show now. Tell us what's the next <laughs> category. So oh uh, oh, social media moment of the year. Yeah, good. People went fucking crazy when Andrew Luck yeah. retired. Man, I was actually in Greece, and Greece time is way off. So I, it was like <laughs> it's not off. It's just, it's just ahead. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> Thank you, you like it's like it's in like the, like, like the twilight zone. Like, <laughs> time's off there. Like these damn Greeks. It's just wrong. Goddamn if you Greeks. knew Greeks, you know that time's always off for Greeks. <laughs> but no, like it's like seven hour difference. Mm. So I wake <laughs> up and it's like the middle of the day in in New York, and I I wake up to this news. Of Andrew Luck retiring, but it's already been news for a while, so I had to like piece together the moment backwards, and luckily uh, I could because my entire timeline was literally all Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, and from like the New York Times, like things that don't even have. Bro, well, I put out football. the emergency pod too. Yeah, man, it that was, shit. Like, I remember watching that, and it was just crazy how it just it literally took over social media for like three days. Like it was, the, it was the number one worldwide trending discussion. Could not believe it, and it, and it hurt me because I've been a truther of Andrew Luck yeah, since like fucking two thousand and eight. That's your guy. I, I bought all the stock on him. The I crazy thing was like year. people that drafted him in fantasy football drafts, and then he retired like five minutes later. Yo, like, I had to redo my entire my entire NFL preview show. I had to redo because I had them winning the Super Bowl. He was my MVP. Mm-hmm. Had them winning the Super Bowl, fourteen and two. Everything. It's like all right. Well, now I gotta. Go back and do the win loss win loss thing on the teams that I had the Colts beating, <laughs> and then that yeah. So it just like threw threw off my whole shit. This time last year when we did the review show, my uh, my bold prediction was the Colts will be the Super Bowl champions, and Colts that's not going to happen because Andrew Luck retired. They're going to draft a quarterback this year. They had a chance, man. They were that good, and that division was whack. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, my uh, social media moment. This is going to be super up my alley because of the degenerate I am. But you guys remember the Kentucky Derby got overturned? Nope. nope. You, you don't remember I this? Think, I think I remember. Yo, so the if Kentucky. If sport doesn't like, involve a ball, chances are I don't I watch feel it. you. I feel it's you. And, 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 and if there's one thing, if there's one thing you should remember from me when it comes to betting, uh, if, if you have trouble betting on humans, don't bet on animals. All right. That's how you become a, a, an old Greek guy at the OTB yeah. all day. Yo, <laughs> Allah, give me 22. <laughs> so, yo, the name of the horse was Maximum Security. It crosses the finish line, right? But apparently it, like, swerved into the path of the other horse, which I didn't even know was a thing, and it got disqualified. Motherfucker. Like, 45 minutes later. So you're probably looking at your exactas and your boxes and shit. You're like, yo, I just hit. And then all of a sudden they're like, nah. Cash that shit quiet. People probably so cash. the people that cashed. Now, there's a rule in Vegas. I don't know how like it works at the Derby, but in Vegas, it, it, five minutes after an event, you can cash your ticket, right? Because they need to review it, certain things, whatever. And also in Vegas, it's it's the box score theory where you need to have, I can't bet on how many times is Giselle going to pop up on a screen because that's subjective or objective. Which one is it, Tim? Objective. It's objective? Or sub- I think it's subjective. It's not subjective. It's objective. It's subjective? Ah, okay. That's why we got Tim on here. Uh Whereas, like, you know, you could look at how many passing yards did Tom Brady have over under 230. He had 288 over, right? So, for the people that were able to cash, what's up? Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I'm out. For the people that thought they cashed 
It got overturned. Oh, hate to see it. Hey, oh, truly, truly hate to see it. That so, must have been some shit. For me, that was like, because I remember people in like gambling Twitter just losing their mind and just having that like, because that was a horse that was a favorite. Then you get Country House was the winner. <laughs> I like that. I, yo, I, I'm not going to lie. I love the horse names. Yeah. Like Just craziness. Like Maximum Security is such a cool fucking name for a horse. <laughs> So for me that was that was the moment. Fuck, bro. Mine is uh Dame Lillard breaking up the Oklahoma City Thunder with the game winning three from the logo, waving by, and then the camera in his face, the picture that went all over the internet. I mean yeah. it was a video, but it was really the picture that was all over social like media of just him looking at the camera. That was just insane. But also not just because he hit the game winner, that shot essentially Sent Paul George to L.A. and yeah. and and Russell Westbrook to Houston, and the OKC whatever you want to call it that that uh, the, the run they had, yeah, it's kind of no more. Man, that's a good one. So, but I also think yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like we knew about Dame, but like that kind of put him in a different atmosphere too. I think so. And then they also go on that run where they go to the Western Conference Finals. Look, they got swept, but I remember seeing and we talked about it when we were doing the VMNBA show. They had a double-digit lead in the third quarter in every single one of those games. And then it's just like Golden State just does what they do. Like yeah. Splash Brothers, yeah. We, we've talked about this for years. So like no one evaporates a 20-point lead like they do. It's just or crazy. takes or gets or, or pulls a 20-point lead. Yeah, yeah. The, the way they swing games like that is, is just nuts. But I thought in that the, was super, super... In the NBA in general, I feel like when I was a kid, like looking at an 11-point deficit was so much more intense yeah. than it is today. Now it's just just like whatever. All right, cool. Three shots, we're back. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the three ball. I'm gonna stay with the M- NBA theme for this one. Biggest letdown, and I-, I should expect this. I should know this, but the Knicks. Oh man, they're looking good now. <laughs> just because we hyped up this entire offseason tank for Zion, you know, we want oh, Zion. That was a, that was a right. Lot. So we don't win the lottery, which yo. Actually, there you got to teach Zion how to walk again. It's kind of a blessing. Can you believe that shit? Right? That would have been super Knicks if we had Zion and then this shit happened. Be like, yo, we're going to be cursed. Can you imagine if, if we had to read a report? Knicks fans. And, and look, Knicks I'm, have to train Zion how to walk again. Yeah. And I, I like I like, uh, I like RJ Barrett a lot. Big fan of his. But I'm just saying the letdown from like, we're going to get Durant. We're going to get Kyrie. We're going to get Zion to not getting anything. To overpaying for 17 power forwards and six backup point guards to be your starters. And then you have the whole James Dolan interactions with the fans. And the like, KP trade's horrible now. The too. KP trade now looks atrocious. Um, They're five and six, they're less 11. There you go. Watch out. They fired the coach. They fired Fisdale again. Like a Love guy Fisdale, even... but terrible coach. Nah, yeah, he but... got to go. That guy sucked. Mike Miller, man. I like this guy. Yeah, Yo, but hold on, he man. He's horrible. Huh? Coach. You gave him a bunch of shit pieces to work with. You can't give this guy more than like 20 This guy, years. Mike Miller's won five games. He's won five. He's won more games than Fisdale in 11 games than Fisdale won the whole season. Yo, whose idea was it to make Marquise Morris the number one scorer on this team? I think just by like default it what just the fu- happened. No, Why? Well, that's just, that's it doesn't what make any sense with, to me. With everything that they brought in, he's a real goon. Still, though. you gotta, yeah, but that's all he is. I like goons. He's a six man, twenty minute max, twenty five minute max guy. What the hell is he doing out there for? He's so gonna many get minutes? us a first round pick. I'm pumped. Yo, that that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's gonna. No, nah, you're sure. right. I, yeah. I, I hope so, bro. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, he needs to continue to play well because he could be a... He could... Like, yo, you saw him play with the Celtics. Like, that Wizards series when they played the Cavs. You're like, yo, he could be a top six guy on a playoff rotation. By the way, my my Celtics call is correct. Addition by subtraction with Kyrie. Mm. By the way, the Nets are a fucking mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kyrie's shoulder... Not clear for contact. Oh, yo, can I tell you? You mean you got the two biggest divas in the entire NBA, NBA in the same team, and things are going wrong? Can I tell you? Nah. Can I tell you my Kyrie theory? He's milking it. Because he knows that. Of course he is. Can, can I tell you why? He's a B made B. Because <laughs> Dinwiddie's killing. Not only that, because if think about it, if Kyrie plays this year and they don't make the playoffs, or they get swept in the first round, and then Durant comes back next year, and they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're like, "Oh, this is definitely Durant's team, and you need Durant." Where now he could be like, "Well, we don't know what could happen with the Nets because Kyrie's been hurt, and I've been hurt, and now Durant is back." So like, that alpha is still gonna be up in the air. I know what you mean. You know what's funny? I I think that's such a reasonable thing to think, and that's why, thank God, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving are not on my team. It's kind of crazy. It is crazy because we were just going to do a lot of inappropriate shit to have them in Knicks colors this time last year yeah. when the rumors were circulating. Tim, what's your uh, what's your biggest letdown? Fucking Chicago Bears. Let's go, baby. I couldn't come out here without talking about Mr. Bisky. Because uh, <laughs> it seems it. like everyone on Twitter, all they want to remember is that I call Mr. Bisky this, this, this summer. That's all they remember. That, the Bears I got love. Some people Bears. swing and miss and some people swing and hit. <laughs> I swung and I missed on this right. one. Mine but, out. like, he pulled his back on the swing, too. I did. I did. I did. That was a rough one. Hey, to, to be fair, he had some good games to end the season. But then he had two really shitty games to end the end the season. I don't know. He was much better than the beginning, but that was a miss. You know, I think the, the you know, beyond, all right, Trubisky obviously wasn't good. Very inaccurate. I think beyond that, like, looking around him, just really disappointed in the Bears in general. Like, Nagy was supposed to take a step up. He took a giant step down. Uh, had Trubisky throwing the ball like 50 times in the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Um, the running game was a letdown. The defense got a lot of injuries. They were a letdown. This is the whole team really was just a, a big fat letdown, and it started with, uh, started with the quarterback. So I think the, the Chicago Bears, I had high hopes for you, Chicago. Fuck y'all. Mine is the Rams. <laughs> Rams? And look, they've had injuries and things like that, but at the same time, like they've also made some bad decisions in the front office. I think mm-hmm. um, it goes back to having to pay that quarterback. But nonetheless, I just think that it's it's not as much as like them being in the Super Bowl last year and then them not making the playoffs this year. Like that's big, but that's kind of common. So what, Super Bowl hangover, right? Um, but I just think it's so fascinating that the entire NFL tried to mimic what the Rams did, even pretty much hiring all of their assistants, like. LaFleur is doing well. Um, Zach Taylor is not doing well. Nonetheless, he got hired. Other guys have gotten hired from, from, from the dudes that he's worked with as well. So that 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 part of it is, is super interesting and fascinating. And that's why, to me, it's a letdown because the NFL is hiring everyone that he's worked with, and they just and they didn't really do much this year. So Rams are a letdown for sure. Hard team to figure out. Yeah. Well, they, they they got they got nothing moving forward. They got. I think I, I saw something that half their salary cap is tied to seven players. Well, and, like, when it's, like, Brandon contracts. Cooks and, sure, Aaron Donald's phenomenal, but, like, golf, golf girly, Donald. Cooks, Whitworth is, like, on the tail end of his career spiraling out. And you got to pay Fowler. You have no first-round picks because you've given them all for Fowler or Brandon Cooks or Jalen Ramsey. 
So it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough, and that division's getting that that division's good, not getting good, but like San Francisco's up and up. Yep. Right, we know about Russell Wilson in Seattle. As long as their he's defense, around, they're gonna be as good. As long as he's around, yeah, man, that's the one. Like, their defense will only get better. And yo, not for nothing, Arizona's been, you know, to quote Tim Frisky this year, they've been in a lot of close games. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Kyler Murray <laughs> to quote Tim. You know, so yeah, they're they're gonna be in trouble. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished last next year in the division. Yeah. You know, um, game of the year. And I gotta say, I did struggle with this one, and I think it's 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 one of the few times where I'm picking a game that wasn't a championship game, but I guess it was a championship moment, and it was Game Seven, Sixers and the Raptors, and it was an old school like 1990s basketball game because I think the score was like in the 90s. Yep, yep. Right, but also obviously the iconic moment is the Kawhi shot, and then the Embiid crying in the locker room in the yeah. tunnel. But, like, dude, if you go back, I, I rewatched that because I was really trying to, like, hone in on that moment. Yo, it goes silent for a split second when the ball, like. You can hear the ball hit the rim. Yeah. Twice. I'm getting chills just thinking about that. And then just the reaction to everything. And, like, yo, you get to see Kawhi, like, uh, sort of, like, so any the wrestling term breaks kayfabe, like, breaks his character. And he's, like, showing, like, yo, I'm actually a human. I have emotions. I'm not the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, for me, that was it, man. Because, yo, think about it. Like. Sixers, Sixers probably don't break up that team if they win that too. You know, like that had also interesting uh, a, a changing of the guard kind of moment. You know, maybe the Sixers, maybe Giannis goes to the finals. You know, like there's so many different variables there. So Giannis for, is going to the finals this year. For that's, me, yeah, that's interesting. Um, damn, that is super. One thing about that shot when Kawhi went back to Toronto a couple of days ago, or maybe it was last week. Yeah, it was recent though. That when he got his ring or whatever, um, they did like a light show of his feet taking the shot. Oh, that's so fine. Like, like on the court, so you could see like like his footprints walk like on the court running or whatever, and then they played the audio. That's fine. Uh, so he's he'll forever be immortal. And uh, oh hell yeah, immortal like Hulk he's Hogan. He's a hero. Yeah, easy. He's a hero out there. Yeah. What's um, your game of the year? Mine is it's not. A, I mean, I guess it's a game. Uh, it was the Masters when Tiger came back on Sunday and won. It was just insane. I don't watch golf unless I want to take a nap. To be honest, it's great. I love watching golf if I want to sleep. <laughs> no, if I'm being so serious. But, <laughs> but it's something about Tiger Woods, right? Like golf is always better when Tiger's playing well and when when he's in it, right? On the last day, he's a superstar. Um, and so. You know, everyone thought this guy was down and out. Oh, granted, he was down and out. Gasecki, Gasecki for the lead. He wow. Dolphins, yo, um, Dolphins beat the Patriots at home more time than people realize. They beat him in South Beach too. But yeah, that's because he got that Miami flu. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the Masters. Uh, my my man, bad, MB. My, my bad. Tiger. No, no, Mike Gasecki is big time, man. He might be a sleeper for me next year. I thought you were talking about you're probably still going to lose anyway, but uh, I thought you were saying my bad because you pay, he picked golf. How do you feel about that one? What's that? <laughs> what's, your, what's your game of the year? Uh, I don't really have one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being a little gr- uh, like grinchy on this one. There was like there was a lot of good games this year, but none of them really stood out. I don't, I don't want to make any game that the Washington Nationals prevailed in as the game of the year. Because I'm salty. I'll just say it. I'm a Mets fan and I'm salty. It's all right. I'm not on VM anymore, so <laughs> I, can, I can be transparent. <laughs> I don't have to be, I don't have to be, what do you call anymore? 
neutral. Fuck the Nationals. So I'm just gonna say, eh, it was we were talking about it. The the, the big games this year kind of didn't live up to the hype. After right. a year last year where all the big games lived up to yeah, all the hype, yeah, yeah. so you expect a little down. You know, it's, it's the it's the flow, it's the yin and the yang of the, of of life. Right. You know, it's just the flow. It's the it's the waves of the ocean. Let's move on to um, athlete of the year, Lamar Jackson. Oh, <laughs> really? It's a good. Yeah, one. Are you kidding? It's a good one. Guy broke the quarterback record for rushing yards. I think he's th- fifty touchdowns total. Fifty-one. I don't even know. He mm-hmm. uh, game changer, league cha- another another league changer. Um, pat myself on the back. Super high on Lamar. Love the Ravens this year. Just he's he's just he's breaking. He's he's doing things only Mahomes did last year. And when Mahomes was doing these things last year, it was like unbelievable at that point. Plus he's running exactly. You know what's crazy? I remember, I remember on the NFL preview show we didn't talk about the Ravens at all. And I was the just, only one that liked. The and Ravens. you grabbed the mic and you're like, "Yo, they're winning this division and they're making the playoffs. You guys are bugging." And that was all you said. Yo, you're real, son. Come I on, man. I tried to do. I I, I does this sometimes, <laughs> but. Yeah, man. He's going to, I mean, he's already changing the game, but now it's like, think about the NFL in 20 years. Mm -hmm. Are all the quarterbacks not going to look like Lamar Jackson? I think they are. Eh. I don't know. Or or I think there will be more mobile quarterbacks than pocket passers in 20 years. For me, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we talked about him before, but it's Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. For me. I mean, I've... I've I can't get the idea of Lamar Jackson not completing a pass for like two and a half hours in that playoff game. It was literally two and a half hours he didn't complete a pass. Yeah. So, still soured a little bit. But he's, I mean, obviously improved significantly since yeah. then. It's a good pick. I'm going Jacob DeGrom. Nice. Wow. I mean, not, dude, back to Right back. after he slanders the Nationals. He That's goes right. Met. He, uh, he goes, he was the, actually the New York Post Athlete of the Decade. Um, <laughs> New York Athlete of the New Decade. New York Athlete okay, of the okay. Decade. Yeah, New York Athlete of the Decade. Which, I mean, look, the man deserves it. He mm-hmm. has completely dominated two years in a row. And the reason why I wanted to tell you this is because I don't know if you guys know the Jacob DeGrom story. So Jacob DeGrom was originally drafted as a shortstop out of college, late round shortstop. And that's why he could hit so well. And he tore his he tore his elbow. And he needed to rehab. And in rehab, he kept throwing and throwing and throwing. And he got that motion down packed and he became deadly accurate wherever he could throw it. So the guy's like, let's try you out on the mound. And now he's the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. Like, that's that's some wild shit. Was it the minor leagues? It was in the minor leagues this all happened. That's crazy. Like, he was never even mentioned as a top prospect. I remember when the Mets were talking about their top prospects, he came up at the same time as Matt Harvey, and Noah, Noah Syndergaard was, like, on the still, well, in, the mi- still in the minors, yeah. like, developing Steven Matz. There was really no Jacob DeGrom talk. And then all of a sudden, he just... Whoosh, yep. And he just became the best pitcher in the league, and he just won his back-to-back Cy Youngs. Shout out to to Jacob DeGrom, who led the league in everything. Yo, and does it, my bad, does it for a team who doesn't, like, support him with runs, first of all. Right. Two years ago when he did it, he had, I think it was the the most ever no decisions. If there was, like, three runs scored for him every game, he would have been, like, 24 and 4 or something. Or 24 and, like, 1 or something like that. Like, a crazy number. Um what but, about what about this? I wanna I wanna add this to it. Shout out to the Mets. They paid him last year. Yeah. Imagine what they would have had to pay him now with the Garrett Cole contract. It's a good move. That's that's what happens when you when you have a former agent 
as your as your GM, you get good deals like that. But you also get best prospect for Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano. So you take the good with the bad. Mm. Let's go Batances. Woo! Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna end. We got two more left. Uh do we? I thought there was one left. Twenty Bold take, bold prediction? Yeah, 2020 bold prediction. Man, I said it already at the beginning of the show, but Kawhi is going to win the finals MVP, the Clippers are going to win a championship, and he's going to have his third finals MVP on three different teams. It's going to happen. This That's year. some goat shit. That's some goat shit. And he's going to creep his way into the, the, the that goat conversation. Creep his way. Two years ago, my bold prediction was that Matt Stafford would be the MVP. <laughs> he had a very MVP-ish season before he got hurt this year, so two years. This year was Trubisky, right? Suck this year. This is what I do. Guaranteed to be great next year. Watch. This is, this is just how my life rolls. Trubisky? Yeah, I'm just always a year ahead. He may not finish the, he may not finish the season. So actually. I'm giving you another definite, definite 100% year ahead He may prediction. be in the XFL. Sam Darnold, MVP, <laughs> 2020. Let's go. <laughs> Boom! Do you know why? Because we're going to go out there. We're going to draft some old linemen. We're gonna get him a wide receiver, maybe Amari uh, Cooper. What, no, why don't you get him fucking Judy? No, let's I get want, him. Let's go get him Judy too. I get want CD Lamb. CD Lamb. You know I'm buying that jersey. So I'm Man. buying that jersey. Either way, whatever they do, whatever, however they take that money that they saved in this offseason and build up that roster. Who got to remember Calicio Simile, right? He that whole debacle. Remember what happened with that? You got. Uh, his number one receiver, I mean his number two receiver, gone for the year. The the linebackers are gone for the year. Key players missed time with the Jets this year. And they could finish 7-9. and nine. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that when Sam Donald played, we were a very competitive team. And when he didn't, complete trash. Mm-hmm. No chance to win a game trash. And then when he came back, we're a 500 team. And this is, you're talking about a second year kid who he's younger than Joe Burrow. Fire. Who's going to be the number one pick this year? So that's how young he is. On his third year of experience with a shitty offensive line that's last in the league in quarterback hit rate and weapons that are nothing special. Chris Herndon out for the year too. I didn't even mention. Like, people don't understand the amount of progression that this kid has made this year. And I think next year, Sam Darnold, MVP. So which means in two years, definitely. I think uh, Tom Brady's going to be on a different team oh, next year. Oh, snap. That's my bold prediction. Hot fire. As uh, as you want my nickname, don't you, Nick? As New England is that was a forward lateral. Yeah, it was. We're not. As we're watching the conclusion to this Patriot game, um, <laughs> yeah. As it's still going on, which is pretty crazy. Oh, fat guy, fat guy with the ball. Oh, that's another forward lateral. I oh, think. Oh, oh, fumble. <laughs> oh, this is podcasting one on one, folks. Oh, oh okay. All right, game over. So, wow, New England <laughs> lost. New England now is going to be the three seed. Kansas City gets the bye. Andy yeah. Reid off the bye. I say we hit the book, book boys. Tell um, me more. But I think Tom Brady, with like you know just his age, um, I I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I think their demise is legit this year, as opposed to other years. Um, they've lost to every good team that they've played, really, if you think about it. And now they just lost to Miami as a recording. And I just think, like, you know, he's sold, he's selling his house in Boston. He's always wanted to go back to California. It happened to the best of them. Montana played for the Chiefs. Wow. Peyton Manning didn't play for the Colts, man, his whole career. You know, he played for another team and went on to win. So I think Tom Brady's going to be in a different different uniform. Jared Stidham season? Jared Stidham season, yeah. Or maybe they trade for Josh Rosen, which hey. I'm still not giving up hope. I think, man. Oh, I, wow, they're probably pointing at. The, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, they probably just realized now that Kansas City got the bye week. Yeah, they're going crazy in Kansas City. That's fire. Uh, that is fire. OD, because this is a team that's been banged up too, man. They get sometimes arrest some guys. Yeah. Okay, last one. How will you guys remember 2000, the 2010s, this decade? Our it, answers are similar. It could be it could be a team, it could be a moment, it could be a player, it could be a movement, whatever it is. Do you guys want me to lead off? Sure. Sure. LeBron James. That's it. It's LeBron James. And I, I, I will not take any other answer besides LeBron James. Uh player empowerment. Started off with the Heat, with the big three. Eight straight fucking finals. Like he was playing in, 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 in oh, he pulled his groin last year and he took he took some time off. Let the guy rest. He's changed the game. He's also changed the media game where he's given people an outlet like he gives players an outlet now with uninterrupted. He's the first one to really be like, yo, you know what? I'm going to be a billion-dollar athlete. Like I'm trying to like – I'm not trying to wait until I retire to do all this shit. Like I'm trying to do this shit now, right? The shop is dope. I fuck with the shop hard. You know what one of my life goals is? I want to be that random white dude in the back of the shop. Nice. Just like on the show. Like they always have like – they've had the governor on from California. They've had like – uh, Bill Hader was there, said like three things. You know, they've had John Stewart on. Random too. actors. Yeah, random, like just a white dude that like doesn't really fit there, but he's just there because he's popping. That's what I want to be. I want to <laughs> be that guy. But I think LeBron James, man, the 2010s, like he won his championships. He had his moments. And just like what he's done to just tran- transform the, the, honestly, like the world. Yeah. It's just because he built a school, that school, the the, the, the promise, promise the I promise school. Like nice. this guy, the 2010s is, is is LeBron James for me. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, do you want do you want, want me to go next? I would just want to say two quick things. One is I think social media has dramatically changed the way that I absorb sports content. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing that I'm gonna really kind of think about. Like now, it's like I'm on Twitter catching highlights. I'm on Twitter getting information so just like how social media has changed the landscape of sports for me from 2010 sorry yeah 2010 to i guess now it's dramatically changed and then also like and then this answer is similar to yours in a, in a sense i just think analytics how, where we've come in the world of analytics from 2010 till now in sports is ridiculous teams have their own analytics departments now that wasn't a thing like Maybe back in the day you had one guy that like would like crunch some numbers. Now they have their own like divisions of the teams and it, it's it's insane. Um, so analytics and social media and sports. It's crazy how you can have that many numbers and still suck. <laughs> um, so I mean, mine is kind of the same. I think the evolutions of the games themselves, like the reasons for those things, are what Impy said: social media analytics. When you're talking about the way the games have evolved. The NFL game has become a little safer. I think a lot safer at this point. Um, the rules, as much as people hate on the refs, have become a lot clearer. Um, in the beginning of this decade, we were talking about that uh, Calvin did Johnson. Yeah, oh. Did Dez catch it? Did Calvin Johnson catch it? Did the tip of the football touch the tip of the grass blade? Like Shit like that. And now it's like a little bit clearer. I think the NFL, the, the passing, how... how Games are called the youngness of the coaches, um, the misdirections, like the level at which the thought process is put into football has evolved so highly. And I think the game has evolved with it in terms of basketball. Um, 
I mentioned the last time I was on this podcast that one of the reasons why I'm stepping away is because I just don't enjoy watching the game of basketball anymore. And I mean, the that transformation from the from 2010, like you're talking about LeBron James, you're talking about those are his, his Heat years, right? Mm-hmm. Like some of those final games were like 90 to 87, right? Like that, those were intense, defensively minded, like teams that 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 cut into the lane, like. Ray Allen was the leading shot, the three-point shooter, and I think he shot like six a game. Like, that kind of era. Yeah, you know? Harden has that in like the first quarter now. Right. So it's like a whole different game in terms of putting up shots, going as fast as you can. Like, I, I come from an era where I played on a – I played on like like little Greek league team. I'm John was putting it in John. John, what would Gota do to you, who was the coach, Gota, if you took a transition three? Get, get pulled. pulled, yeah. You just say get pulled. Now he it's like pulled. normal. He do he four do on one fast breaks. Like, right, you got it. Mad good article by the way about this guy that created the system, the Division Three coach. I don't know if you guys have. Read yeah, you the sent article. it to me. I checked it out. It's such a good article. Really, send it really to me, interesting. It's like a Division Three coach. His father created this like offensive system where you shoot the ball within ten seconds of the shot clock. Um, you only you shoot like everything is either a three or a layup or a dunk, obviously. Um, and you full court press every possession on defense, trying to create turnovers. It's this insane system. I'll send you the article. Please do. Um, and Nick, you can tweet it out. But anyway, like, it's crazy how this yeah. guy was a psycho a few years ago, and now like that ideology and and and, and that kind of ske- those schemes are are everywhere in the NBA today. Yeah, for sure. So I, I yeah, the NBA has changed, and then of course, um, where where am I going? I said with football, baseball. I mean, baseball has changed in a very similar way um, to basketball, where it's home run or strikeout, and it's kind of like the three pointer, the dunk, right? yeah. and it's it's just a lot less strategy and chance being taken in the game, and a lot more. The numbers say this is what to do. Let's do it, and everyone's enamored with the fact that the teams that do analytics the best are winning championships. So we have to do analytics the best. So then everyone does analytics. But then it becomes a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy, right? Of course the best is going to be it because everyone's doing the same thing. No one's stealing bases. No one's, like, uh, bunting people over anymore. No one's assembling their lineup as the third hitter is the best hitter in the lineup. It's, it's, it's the number two guy now. No one's putting the speedster base stealer at the top of the lineup anymore. Like, these are the, these were, like, like I don't know, like like sticks of the game, staples, like staples. Yeah, like you, it was in there. Like what well, you used to set up your MVP baseball lineups that way. You know what I mean? Mm. Your MLB the show lineups that way. Your your little league lineups. You're like, all right, the fast guy goes first. It's not like that anymore. It's just the whole game has changed. So I think the evolution of the three major sports. Um, that's what I'm going to take away from this decade and how um, social media and technology and numbers and the nerds kind of of the not saying that in a negative way, but the nerds have kind of shaped yeah. the world of these athletes to exactly how they want it and how they see it. Well, guys, that's cool. Another year down, another, a decade, a decade down. It's a uh, pleasure doing this, man. Thanks for having us on. For nah, sure. No problem, man. I thought it was very fitting. I wish we could have had the whole gang here. I feel like, you know, when you uh, you break up with an ex, but it's it's on good terms. You like see each other just <laughs> I feel like we just had sex. Yeah. We just Ma- we just had sex, sex and we just had, nah. not even like makeup sex. It's like we know it's a one time 
Yeah. Deal. You know, maybe we could have sex again another time. But, you know, let's not. Yeah, count we'd on be it. open to having sex again. Yeah, yeah. Word, <laughs> yeah. word, word. But, you know, know but, exactly but we'll be seeing mean. other people in the meantime. Right, right. You I actually, I, mean? I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm down to have sex again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say shout out to John. I don't know where he went, but thanks for letting us uh, use your Facts. place to record. For like an hour and 16 minutes. Yeah, there he goes. You're the real MVP today, brother. Just bumping out of here. Imp, where can they find you, man? Reach me at IMPY718. You already know on Twitter and Instagram. What about you? You can find me at The Lamb Show on all social media outlets. Check us out. Veterans Minimum everywhere. Uh, the podcast is up pretty much everywhere. Stitcher, Google, Spotify, iTunes. It's not on SoundCloud anymore, guys. For those of you wondering, we use a new database for the uploading. And, uh, yeah, Tim, where can they find you, brother, brother? Uh, at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets. But only if mm. you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Also... BrotoFantasy.com uh, for all of your fantasy football needs. Now, I know what you're saying. Probably, oh, Tim, what are you talking about? It's week 17. Yes, this is a year-round fantasy football podcast. Let me ask you guys a question. What does Bill Belichick do as soon as he wins the Super Bowl? No days off. He starts preparing for no the next year. No days yeah. off. And that's what we got you guys. And during the playoffs, you know, we play we play DFS. We're not going to tell you who's going to be minus owned and go 3X and things like that. But we're going to tell you which players we think are going to do well and which players we think are not. Some DFS plays. Um, we're also going to be doing some guests. We're going to be having some um, yearly in reviews. We're going to be looking forward to next year. So check that out. BrotoFantasy.com. The Broto Fantasy Football Podcast. Of course, you can use our dat- database. Jason made a stat called True Throw Value and True Target Value that's only available on BrotoFantasy.com. So Go check that out if you want to hear me say yay yay some more. Thank you all for <clears throat> ah, thank you all for listening. Uh, cheers to 2019, and uh, we welcome in 2020 fully erect. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.